It's time now to get the hell out of your life. A weekly broadcast with real people, sharing real struggles, and offering real hope. Today's show will encourage, inspire, and empower you to face life's challenges with a bold confidence and renewed hope. Now, let's join our host, Ron Myers, the promoter. Hello, my friends. It is so good to be with you today. I hope your week was going well for you. I hope you felt some of the prayers I was praying for you last week. That's right. I was praying that God would speak to your heart and tell you some things that he needs you to hear. All of us have access to God 24-7. I call it conversations with Jesus. I mean, whether you're walking on the beach, jogging, in the shower, whatever, have a conversation with Jesus. Share your heart, share your concerns, your worries, ask questions. <laughs> it's liberating, my friends. Well, my name is Ron Myers. If you've never heard this show before, it's called Get the Hell Out of Your Life. And I interview people that are willing to share their stories. And today's guest is Benny. Benny and I have become very good friends. Benny is a great guy lead singer for a group called Empowered, a Christian rock band, uh, prior military. And at one time, he had a brain trauma, and the doctors did not give him a good prognosis. Well, we know with God, all things are possible. Benny, I'm so glad you're taking some time to visit with me and my listeners today. Um, I know you love Jesus. Have you always been in love with Jesus? Yes, let me say this. So, So my dad... God bless him. And he was, he grew up Roman Catholic because we're very Sicilian, right? My last name's Dicchiata in Italian. So <laughs> and so he married my mother, who's not. And so the Roman Catholic Church back in the day, they said, well, if you marry her, we're going to excommunicate you. You do not marry out of the religion. So I was like, I don't get that, Ron. But so he's like, well, enough of this. So my mom was Lutheran. So my dad went through adult catechism and they became Lutheran. So I was raised Lutheran um, in church every single Sunday with my parents, early service, like 637, kind of just crazy. And so if I would have died on Monday, I cannot sit in front of you and tell you I'd be in heaven. And this is being in church every single Sunday. So you were more religious than you had a relationship with Christ? Is that what you're saying? That, I knew who Jesus was, but I did not know Jesus. Yeah. yeah. If that makes hey, sense. You, they, that's how I was. Same yeah. way. People ask me, what was the change in your life? I went from a knowledge to a relationship. It, Absolutely. It really is different. It's that simple. So what made you want to go to a relationship? Did you have some hell in your life where you, what there's always a point, Benny, that I talk to people that something drove them to ask who this Jesus was, whether it was drugs or alcohol or abuse, right? What drove you to find out who this Jesus was? All right. Well, here's the thing. It just, mm, this will be real. This will be real. So got married at an early age. Got her confirmed because I thought that was important. We get married. You, you cannot change someone. I said it. You cannot change someone. Only, only God can do that. And so we were married for 10 and a half years. I had two beautiful children out of it. It was the craziest relationship, especially toward the end. 
and it it got ugly and mean and that it just it was it was horrible and so i'm trying to defend the kids and hide them from things and you know there's an issue when that happens anyway so we split um ugly split and it became everything that you hear the antithesis of splits you know it's all about the money and this that and other and the kids and it's a power thing and i don't know if any of your listeners are going through that but it is a real thing right and the devil is in complete control of that. His his number one deal is division. Yeah. Divide and conquer. Divide and conquer. And then for me, I'm in church every Sunday with my family and children, and I still don't have enough to dial it up to God and just say, Jesus, can you please step in this and fix it? And so we wind up splitting um, back at that time when I had hair, I had a lot of it and we did the, we did the rock tour circuit. I had a secular rock band. It was all original stuff. And we played like the coast and new Orleans all over the place and stuff and, uh, saw things I never want my kids to see and all of these things. And then some things went on with the band in, in this relationship, it all kind of morphed together. And I was like, this is, this is horrible. So, so after we split, because I was stationed in Memphis, I moved back to Memphis and, and there was some, some distance away. Um, in 1992, I moved back to Louisiana and I moved to Baton Rouge. Once I was there, just did a whole bunch of management type jobs, everything. I got invited one day to this business function that were run by very serious Christian people. Not Christian in the sense of the word Christian, but they had the Holy Spirit fire in them. Like, I've never seen that in business people. And they started quoting things that I'd never heard before. And I've been in church every Sunday, right? As, as a matter of fact, if it wasn't in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, I didn't know about it, basically. So so we're, we're, we're talking at this thing, and they do a little altar call at the end because they like, in business, the only way you succeed in business is if you succeed in him. I mean, that's one of the things, right? And so, and I'm like, I don't. so I go down and I get a little, I get a little paperback Bible from them because I uh, didn't have one in the house and God just compelled me to go down and get one. And I didn't, I did not get saved. I did not do an altar call thing. I went, I went at the Bible and went back and I sat down. So, but at that point, you cannot overlook the power that God has in his timing. And that business meeting was a preordained. So planted the seed. Oh, like not, 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 not a mustard seed. This thing was like an avocado seed. Right. And so it's just like our relationship and, and us meeting, that's a preordained thing eons ago. And if you know, you know, and so, so I had to express what it was this. I was a, a floor manager for a Toyota dealership at the time. And this lady, uh, Miss Linda, loved me some Miss Linda. And so I sold her a car, her husband a truck, her daughter a car. So I was familiar. I knew their family. They knew I did music. She says, hey, don't you have a rock? Didn't you have a rock band? And I said, I did. Not anymore, but I did. And she says, you should come to our church because you would love the music. So I said, well, what are you? And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, like, I grew up Lutheran. So what are you, Methodist, Baptist? What are you? She goes, uh-uh, we're just straight out the Bible, Bible-based church. And I'm thinking, 
I've heard about you people. I'm like, no. So I'm, I'm, I'm telling you in all honesty, I know your listeners, I don't know if anybody's going to relate to, I lied to her for three months because she would call me every Monday. I didn't see you in church. And I said, I was busy. And back then I was just watching the saints lose because that's all they did. So all of that to be said, this meeting I went to, this business meeting I went to was like a week toward the end of these three months where I was fibbing to her. And she calls me and she says, listen, I didn't see you in church again. I'm going to come and get you this Sunday. Like I'm coming to get you. And I said, no, ma'am, you're not. And she says, why? I said, I'm going to meet you there. And she goes, seriously? Cause I know you've been lying to me for, and I said, yes, Miss Linda, I've been lying to you. I said, but I heard some things and I need to know more. So I'm coming. So I walk up to the church and you know, what she did Ron big old smile on her face. She gives me a big old hug. Her husband, Max, gives me a big old hug. Come on in. The music was incredible. And then they do an altar call. So I go down for it because just the Holy Spirit is working on me like crazy at this moment. And I broke. I mean, broke. And I went to step back from the altar and I couldn't move. And I looked behind me and it was a mountain of days where I was going, whew, got past that one. Well, I want to take a minute and you can finish your story. But mm-hmm. I've always said, Benny, there's people out there listening that they can relate and connect to everything you just said. Yeah. And I know the same thing happened to me. There was something that I could feel tangible inside of me. Absolutely. And there really is. It wasn't just reciting a prayer, nope. I felt God, and I think that's important because you and I, you're out there in the public all the time with your rock group, mm-hmm. Christian Rock, mm-hmm. and I'm on the radio and podcast, but this stuff that we talk about about Jesus is because it really transformed our lives. It changed us. It changed the tra- trajectory of where we're going in life, and I think... If I wouldn't have had that encounter I had in Atlanta, or if you didn't have that encounter that you had, your life would be totally different to the, to this day. Yeah. Speak that. And that's all, Hey, Miss Linda had one job to get you into church and get Jesus in you. (laughs) And and just not even to get me, just to invite me to invite. That's the good word. Right. And so, and so, and so, so I'm down and I broke in that mountain of days. I couldn't even move. And so all of a sudden, I cried like I've never cried before. Amen. And it wasn't pain. It was a good cry. It was release. It was release, release of all the sin wow. that had piled up in my life, right? And it was it was release from the really horrible divorce thing. It it, it was it was a complete really I was dating somebody. I went the next day, told her what happened to me, and we split. <laughs> and she's go she's like, What are you doing? And I'm like, This isn't cool and I'm done. I'm wow. married I'm married to Jesus. Well, and you, you know what she told me? She said she says, I've never been dropped for Jesus before. And I'm like, Well, if you're gonna lose to somebody, <laughs> yeah, that's thing. the one to lose that's to. That's the one to lose to. But you said something. We're gonna take a break in a minute and sure. we'll talk a little more about this. But you said the word release. I think yes. that is that is so real because I tell people it's like I lost a hundred pounds of this dead weight what, of yep. baggage of 
fear, of guilt, of shame, of sin, and I was free to become who Christ created me to be. 100%. This coming October makes eight years that I've had a traumatic brain injury. So you and I shouldn't even be having this discussion because they weren't sure if I was going to come out of that. But God had a plan. He had a plan. Had a plan. Jesus can heal the world. I'm going through addiction of some sort, and it doesn't matter what kind. Jesus can heal that. I've gone through a divorce, all that kind of stuff with all these crazy family issues. Jesus can heal that. I've gone through who I think I am. Jesus can heal that. For me, I had a lot of things that Jesus needed to heal because of who I thought I was. I was so hung up, Ron, on who I thought I was. I had a band that was me. I'm the front man for that band, for this band. That was me. So who did you think you were? What I thought was... These I'm creating these opportunities, which I had no idea at the time in my BC life that God was lining things up or whatever, right? I mean, so when I had my secular band, you find this interesting. So my keyboard, because I would bounce back and forth off of keys, and I had a ramp off the front that my my brother-in-law was my guitar player, and he would run up the ramp with high five. It's the whole show thing. It's nonsense. But we would do that, and on the ramp portion was a star painted and I had like a cross painted in the star with the tail of the cross coming up the bottom. And I had people, I am not saved at this point, Ron. And I've got people at shows going, what is your design? What's that logo thing? I was like, Hey, a star is what I want to be. The cross is who's going to get me there. I'm not saved. And God is speaking through my face. And I didn't get it. Because, you know, we were pretty well known and all over, everybody's blowing smoke up your pant leg and y'all are so fantastic. And, oh, my God. And all, the, and all those things that we get wrapped up in. So you were a star in your own mind. Hello. And guess what? <laughs> and guess what? And for most people, aren't we all? Yeah. For my, that, <sighs> that's, so you know what it changed for me? I had to realize it wasn't about it wasn't about who I was, but it was about whose I was. Yeah. Amen. And, and, you know, and since I've met you years ago and I run into you at some conventions, you're a happy guy, aren't you? Life is good. (laughs) Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. If that makes sense. You know, because here's the thing. When, when, when the Holy Spirit, like you said, like when I got saved and you just, you know, there's a difference. All that weight is off of you. When, When, boy, I hope some of you listeners can relate to this. When we walk in the preordained, planned purposes of Christ, you really don't care about much because you know it's handled. God is the answer. Jesus is the answer. Point people to him. That's all. I mean, because I look at my past or whatever, but I mean, we're on stage and I'm talking in between songs and I'm telling them this is how this happened. This is how that happened. And if Jesus can do it for me, guess what? He can can do do it it for you. Well, you know, I call myself the promoter. The most often asked question to me is, what do you promote? Jesus. That's (laughs) That's what I, I promote Jesus. And that opens up a dialogue. Here's what I've learned. I think the name, I think the name of Jesus is a J, which is shaped like a hook. And once you get that hook in you, you don't do anything the same. Your, your, the way you perform is not the same. 
the way you talk to people is not the same because you're pointing them to them. For me, it's a stage, musicians, lights, sound, all that. All that stuff is groovy and it's fine. And guess what? It's fun. It's a party for Jesus from the stage, right? But the but the point is it's a party for Jesus because if you don't feel the love of Jesus, come across the footlights when we perform. If you don't feel the love of Jesus in our discussion today, then I need to quit and do something different. There are churches on every corner, Christian radio stations, television stations, and people are hurting. And you talk to them about Jesus and it's like, I don't want to hear that. Right. But you and I know Jesus is the answer. Yeah, this is coming from me. So I've discussed the center, and you may have heard this before, right? The center of the word pride is the letter I. I don't feel like doing that. I don't think I can talk to people about Jesus. I don't think this is working out the way that I, I had a dream and it's not working out the way that I can. We're talking right now about this record, this new record, and it's on radio across the country. We're doing amazing things. We're booking shows and everything. They don't want to talk to me about 1997 when I founded the band. People have asked me over all that time, you ever thought about quitting? And I'm like, as surely as I heard the Lord say, I've chosen you for this, do this. I've never heard him clearly come back to me and say, I'm so sorry I made a mistake. <laughs> it's not happened. He's never told me, stop. It's a mistake. Never, ever, ever. Even the rocks will cry out, right? Will call me a rock star in that way because I'm crying out that people need to know him, that he can fix everything that they're going through. For me, it's a stage. For you, it's your podcast, radio. For a doctor, it could be a surgical suite or a hospital hospital, for a boss, it could be a business setting or a set of office. Everybody has a stage. It's our gift from God. What we do at that stage is our gift back to him. When nothing else is working in your life, your friends leave, you get terminated, the wife leaves, the bank account is low, you get a bad doctor's report, huh. I would say it's time to try Jesus. Because you know what? If it doesn't work for you, you can go back to your old life. Right. But I've never found anybody out of all the hundreds and hundreds of people I've talked to, I've never met anybody that went back to their old life. Yeah. You know what they say, Benny? They say, I can't believe I waited so, so long. long. That's right. Hey, before we go, will you pray for our listeners? I certainly will. You ready? Yep. Here we go. Father God, we just thank you for this time today. And thank you for my brother, Ron, and that we were able to reconnect for this, Lord God. And my prayer, Father, is just that in our discussion today, there's somebody out there who's listening right now. Amen. And they're going through stuff. And stuff is all inclusive. It can be anything. But God, but you, Lord, and if they would just press into you, You've got the answers. Jesus can heal the world, and it's a fact. He gave his life to heal the world. And God gave his only son to heal the world. And just, Father God, if anyone is going through a struggle, I just pray, Father, just right now that the Holy Spirit just come on them, that the Holy Spirit touch them the way Ron and I experienced when we were saved, Father, just that that weight of what they're going through is lifted from their shoulders, Lord God, and that their life be forever 
and eternally changed. Just we believe in that. We thank you in advance for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. When I return, my final thought, I don't care. You're listening to Get the Hell Out of Your Life with your host, Ron Myers. Real stories, real struggles, and real hope. What's your story? We're looking for stories of hope and overcoming life's struggles with God's grace. Your story validates God's love, mercy, restoration, and forgiveness. We want to help you share your story with the world. Visit our website, thepromoter.org, and click on the Share Your Story link and submit your story. Your testimony of God's amazing grace will change a person's destiny for eternity. Just about everybody prays to God sometimes. There's no crime in that. I'm trying to cut down myself. But most people admit it seems they have a hard time getting answers to prayers. That's because we often ignore God until we get into a crunch. Excuse me, sir. I've got an emergency. And after God bails us out, we once again go back to ignoring Him. You got your show and uh, I got mine. And our prayers aren't specific enough. Somehow my TV blew up. So I'd appreciate you putting in a new one. And eventually our prayer life is pretty weak. Bless you, bless her, bless him. Hallelujah. But God wants to have a real daily relationship with you. First, you need to get right with God. I thought after a lifetime of hedonism, it was time to rededicate my life. Call sin exactly what it is. It's wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Then begin reading the Bible every day. And don't approach God like He doesn't like you. So sick of this whining from you. After a week of regular prayer, you realize God is not far away. He'll be real in your life. Wow, man, this is so unbelievable. I can't believe you're here, man. Prayer, it works. Amen. When I call on Jesus, all things are possible. Welcome back, listeners, and I hope you enjoyed Benny's story as much as I did. And if you didn't get to listen to it, you can always uh, listen, go to the website and listen to the podcast. Um, today on The Final Thought, I want to talk about three powerful words. I don't care. And um, I really became familiar with those words Back in the late 90s, Ron Myers Productions was blowing and going, doing fairs and festivals and lots of events. And to the outside, it was success, you know, on steroids. But on the inside of the promoter, me, I was miserable. I did not like what I was doing anymore, but I did not know how to stop because I would have to walk away from making money, and I didn't know what I would go into. One morning in Atlanta, Georgia, where I kind of just matter-of-factly said, Lord, I don't understand this. I have success by the standards of the world, but yet I don't feel special. I don't feel any purpose. I feel miserable. What's going on? And I heard that beautiful, still, small voice. Now that I have your attention, Ron, let me show you your destiny. And friends, that day over 24 years ago changed my life forever because I didn't care what other people thought. When you have a connection with Jesus, he brands in your spirit 
the destiny, the purpose, and you know that it's real, and you know that you will accomplish it, and he will take you over the valleys, the hills, and set you to exactly where he needs you to be at the right place and at the right time. My life has taken a crazy journey in life depending on Jesus and not caring what other people's thoughts were. And friends, I thank Jesus every day for the opportunity to walk in the fullness of my destiny and to tell you that he wants to do the same identical thing for you. So friends, let your future be in the hands of Jesus. Do your daily conversations with Jesus and continually, continually pray and seek his guidance, his plan and purpose for your awesome, awesome destiny. You're listening to Get the Hell Out of Your Life with your host, Ron Myers. Real stories, real struggles, and real hope. We would like to express our gratitude to Coffee News for their support of this program. Are you tired of scrolling through the same old news feeds every morning? Then switch things up with Coffee News. Our publication is filled with interesting stories, brain teasers, and uplifting quotes that are sure to brighten your day. And now you can access Coffee News anytime, anywhere by visiting our website. So whether you're sipping your morning coffee at your favorite cafe or browsing online from your desk, we've got you covered. Start your day off right with Coffee News at readcoffeenewsonline.com. Ron will be back in a minute to close out today's show. We want to remind you today of the last words of Jesus. It is finished. What is finished? The finished work of Jesus refers to the complete and final accomplishment of salvation through his death and resurrection. It means that Jesus has done everything necessary for our forgiveness, redemption, and reconciliation with God. Through his sacrifice on the cross, Jesus paid the price for our sins once and for all, providing total forgiveness and cleansing. This finished work of Jesus means that we no longer need to strive or work to earn God's favor or forgiveness. We can rest in the assurance that our salvation is secure and that we are fully accepted by God because of what Jesus has done for us. Now, back to Ron. Well, friends, my time is up. And as you go out this week, focus on those three words. I don't care. Start standing up for what you believe. Start following the dreams and destiny that you know God has placed in you. Because if you don't become you, who will? I'll be back next week with another great episode. In the meantime, remember this, that I love you, God loves you, and when you give Jesus your heart, you get the hell out of your life. Get the Hell Out of Your Life is underwritten by the Christmas City Gift Show. We invite you to come shop with over 255 vendors from all over the United States from November 8th through the 10th inside the Coast Convention Center located on the beach in Biloxi, Mississippi. You can find more information at ChristmasCityGiftShow.com. Thanks for listening. And if you would like to share your story of what God has done in your life or listen to previous episodes, please visit our website, thepromoter.org. 
Join us next week for another episode of Get the Hell Out of Your Life. Real stories, real struggles, and real hope.